everybody welcome back to another week of faith or fear it is sunday the 25th it is my oldest brother's birthday so happy birthday to thomas campbell he is 33 years old i hope you have a good one i hope everybody's enjoying your weekend or enjoyed your weekend as most of you are going to be listening it's going to be in the week i know here in the carolinas we were lucky and got some true fall type weather it was chilly in the mornings never really got too terribly hot so it was very nice um, to enjoy over the weekend i hope it stays that way. I hope a lot of you listening got weather like that throughout this weekend as well. I want to jump into this week. We're going to be talking about perspective. So there was some stuff that's happened to me in my life that's kind of helped me change my perspective. But before I go too far into that, unfortunately, we've had some politically motivated things happen in the country that I just feel like we have to talk about. And I feel like we can't just um, brush it over and I think that it's something that everybody needs to hear. I think it's something that everyone needs to digest and realize that this is unfortunately where we are at in our country, in our politics and in society. And unfortunately, without prayer and, and petition from Christian conservatives, I don't think it's going to change. Without belief in the Holy Spirit, I don't think things are going to change. But I do think that it's things that we have to talk about. So jumping into perspective and why I think it kind of goes with this week is because um, of changing our perspectives as believers, but now, unfortunately, changing our perspective as Americans. So to start out, I just want to read the definition of perspective. So it says a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something or more simply put, it is a point of view. Um, I know a lot of people in this country, their perspectives have changed, especially as political tensions have um, have gotten at an all-time high. It seems like we as a country have never been so divided. And unfortunately, there's things that continue to happen that push this even further. And so I'm going to talk about these two things. And the main thing I want you guys to understand that are listening out there, I'm assuming that most of you are conservative Christians. But for those of you out there that maybe don't share my conservative values politically, I want you to really hear me out on what we're about to talk about, because what we're about to talk about is where we really are at in the country. And I think that if you look at it without being supportive of the left, so and I think you should do the same thing as even if you're on the right. So I think that if you just take a biased perspective of this, if you just read it for what it is, I think you understand where we're getting at as a country and why it's so dangerous. And so, like I said, I'm assuming there's not a lot of you out there that are, or most of you out there listening are probably conservative. And if you are, then um, I'm going to share this information with you. And I want you guys to do your own research. I want you to go dig these stories up. And if you do have friends or family who are maybe on the um, political left of the aisle, but are believers, then I, I think this is a particular episode that they should listen to. And I think that these are stories that they should listen to because it's just a dangerous, um, it's just, it's just dangerous where we're at in our country. So starting with it, um, Last night, I couldn't really stir. So like I said, this is Sunday. So Saturday night, I, I couldn't really sleep that well. I woke up about three o'clock in the morning. So I was just kind of reading through some news. Um, and unfortunately, I, I saw an article on the Daily Wire. And I, again, I want to encourage a lot of you guys. That's where I get most of my um, news. I just trust them the most. I think they're 
um, they'll shoot to you straight and they, they just give you the news. They don't put their spin on it. They don't put their opinion on it. You can listen to their podcast for that, but the news itself is just the news. And so unfortunately, I came across this article that just blew my mind. Um, honestly, it really shouldn't at this point with where we're at, but it really did blow my mind that this is happening in this country. So I know a couple weeks ago, we talked about the raid of Mar-a-Lago and how it was pretty much a political stunt to try to get Donald Trump. Um, a lot of you may not believe that. A lot of you maybe do believe that. A lot of you maybe think, well, that's just because it's Donald Trump. But listen, and I said it then, and I've said, I'm going to say it again, is it starts with Donald Trump. It doesn't end with Donald Trump. Unfortunately, if you oppose the left in this country, it doesn't matter where you stand, whether you're a high political official, or you're just a lowly um, everyday citizen, you are under a microscope and you are not safe from the political left. And I've talked about it before with the DOJ going after parents at school boards. And I've talked about, you know, labeling domestic terrorists, all this stuff. We've went through all of those. But this one's a, a whole new level. And like I said, it's dangerous and it's it's scary. So what happened is there's a man in Pennsylvania. His name, his name is Mark. He's a leader of a nonprofit group that is a pro-life organization. They go to um, abortion clinics and they protest for life. He's got seven children. It says that he works in his church. He's a, by all accounts, it looks like he's a good, godly man. Um, tries to do right by his kids and family. So, according to the article, he had roughly twenty to thirty FBI agents swarm his house at seven o'clock in the morning with no prior warning. He had no idea that this was going to happen, that this was coming. They had no communication with him. He had no idea that this was going to happen to him. He he's woke up to them beating on his door. They've got their their heavy-duty guns. They've got, they're just swarming their house. They bust into the house. They're pointing them at him. They're pointing them at his wife. They're trying to get him. His kids are freaking out. Like I said, he had seven kids. His kids are freaking out. They're begging them to stop. The wife is asking to see the warrant. They won't show it to her. They say they have it. They won't show it to her. And they're just being aggressive. They finally get him out. The suspect, Mark, he's again pleading with him, please, my kids are in here. Will you please just calm down? I will co cooperate. They don't. They finally get, you know, he gets out. They get him out. They put him in the, the van. And the wife is still talking to him. And she demands that they show him the, the warrant. So in her words, they said that it was almost like the agent's could see the disgust with what they had just done after they read the warrant um, and said that they truly calmed down after that and tried to help the kids. Um, but regardless of the fact, they still took their her husband. They took the kid's father. And so reading into the article, again, you can find this on Daily Wire. So what they were there for is a, according to the FBI and according to Biden's DOJ, this man was attending a a pro-life rally, and he brought his then 12-year-old son to stand on the opposite side of the street, pray, and petition for life. And I want to encourage you guys, there's a lot of organizations that do that. That is not anything new. That is not anything out of the blue. They are all over the place. According to them, and apparently this is all on video, so this is apparently not disputed, The there was a suspect that came and began to yell at his son and um, I'm sure used foul language, and I think it said it was just getting rough with the son verbally. The guy, so the suspect Mark asked them to leave. 
They wouldn't stop. So they began to walk away. And apparently as they walked away, the suspect followed them and continued to harass the little kid. So there, as the father, and as most fathers I'm sure would do, is he pushed the guy away and said, leave my son alone. There was no injuries. There was no harm done to this suspect. However, the guy tried to press charges on him, obviously knowing who he was. Well, it was dismissed by the federal court in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a year ago. And this guy had an attorney, and nothing came from it. There was no charges. They threw it out. And again, there was no prior warning to what took place this past weekend. So he had no criminal charge on it. They dismissed the case. He had nothing going on with him. But yet, the Biden administration, his DOJ, decides to stick the FBI on this guy and arrest him for it. At gunpoint, with his family at 7 o'clock in the morning with no prior um, warning that they were that they were going that they had a warrant out for his arrest which I still would love to know what the arrest is considering he wasn't under arrest the federal court in Pennsylvania threw it out because it was garbage see but it doesn't matter that it's garbage to politics and this is where I'm getting that perspective this is where our perspectives have to change especially if you're a Christian and you vote for Democrats or you're on the left and yes I'm going to put it that bluntly because this is why See, this guy didn't do anything wrong. This guy had this happen to him because he's a conservative Christian that is pro-life and is trying to save the life of babies. You see, but that goes against his agenda. That goes against Biden's administration. That goes against everything that they stand for and everything that they believe in. So guess what? If you stand in their way, what are they going to do? They will get rid of you no matter what. Now, what I hope that dude does is I hope he gets a really good lawyer and goes after him. Personally speaking, that might not be the right attitude to have, but that's messed up. That, there, that's got to be made an example on a national level that things like that do not happen and will not happen in this country. Everybody keeps saying that Biden's not weaponizing the DOJ. Biden's not weaponizing the FBI. What in the world do you call arresting a man who was not, who had no charges? What do you call that? You think that a man who pushed an adult out of his, out of his son's face, his 12 year old son's face, you think that that man has to be arrested by 20 to 30 FBI agents? That's the threat he poses? See, no, he, the threat he poses is being pro life, it's being conservative. That's the threat. See, again, our perspective has to change. This is not politics anymore. Guys, this is not politics. This is no longer conservative versus versus progressive, Democrat versus Republican. It's no longer. This is an all-out war on Christianity and faith. There's no other way to put it. So again, our perspectives have to change in the, in the political landscape of this country. If you are a believer out there, listen to me, please. You can no longer associate yourself with the left. You can't. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They are in direct opposition of the word of God. They're in direct opposition of our faith. If you have family members or friends that are still on the left, I, I encourage you, pray for them. Share, share with them this information and pray for them. 
help them understand what's going on. And that's not the only story, unfortunately, in the last week. There was a North Dakota man, 41 years old, according to the report, he was drunk, got into an argument with an 18-year-old kid. And as the 18-year-old kid ran away, and according to the report, he was running away and was on the phone with his mom asking that she come pick him up because he was scared. The man chases him down in his car, hits and kills him, admits to it, says that he's a Republican extremist. Just a week after our president gets on the national stage and says that anybody that votes against me is the enemy. And this is what happens a week later. A 41-year-old man kills an 18-year-old kid because he's a Republican and admits to it. And guess what? Here we go. It gets better. A lot of people probably hasn't heard, haven't heard the story because the media is silent on it. The media doesn't want to talk about it. Because in the media's view, the far-right extremists are the ones that are a problem. They're the ones that are dangerous. There's no such thing as a leftist extremist. There's no such thing as a, de- a dangerous person on the left, see, so the, the media can't talk about it. But, but guess what happens? The man's released from prison on a $50,000 bail after admitting to killing an 18-year-old kid. The news is quiet. See, again, it's about perspective. It's no longer conservative versus progressive. It's no longer Republican versus Democrat. Hear me when I say this. If you don't agree with if you don't agree with what the left wants, you are their enemy. Regardless, you could agree with their tax policies, you could agree with their socialist views, but if you say, "Nah, I, I can't. I'm pro life. I can't. I can't. You know, I, I can't kill a baby." You're their enemy. Doesn't matter if you agree with the rest. You're their enemy. If you say, "I can't agree with transgenderism in schools and teaching kids that they can do this," you're an enemy. You're against them. Doesn't matter that you agree with them on their ta- tax policies. Doesn't matter that you agree with them on the green policies. See, none of that matters because they're extreme in their beliefs because it's almost like a religion to them. They have to kill the faith of Jesus Christ and of God because it's in opposition of what they think and what they want. See, we have to change our perspective on the political landscape. We have to. Now, speaking of perspective in an individual's life, and this is honestly where I wanted this episode to go this week, and unfortunately, these tragedies happened in our country, and I just feel like we couldn't overlook them. But what, where I wanted to go originally with this episode, speaking of perspective, is perspective in the individual life. Um, just this past weekend, about, you know, I don't know, six or seven days ago, I was getting back in the car with my family, and I don't even remember where we were, we were coming from, but I just took a minute to look at my wife and look at my boys and look at my daughter. I just took a quick second to just be quiet and look at them and say, man, you know what? And, and I just felt the Holy Spirit over me. And, and I, I told each and every one of them individually, I love you guys. I'm so thankful that you're my wife and that you're my boys and that you're my daughter. I'm thankful that I'm here at this point in my life because of the blessings God has provided with provided me in my life. And so in that moment, I just felt like God was sharing with me perspective. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I struggled with work and with anger um, a little over a month ago. And I was just so, um, so bitter. I allowed it to, to really change my attitude. And I felt like, you know, that was when I started watching The Chosen. And I told you guys, I felt like I had a rejuvenated spirit. I really dove back into the word, dove back into worship and 
I let go of my anger and it was about changing my point of view. See, that was the definition, right? I was about changing my perspective. I was getting so angry about the things that I couldn't control or so angry about the thing, the way things were going because it wasn't the way I would have them to go. But yet my perspective was wrong. See, my perspective should have been, I'm blessed. I have a beautiful wife. I have three beautiful children. I have a nice home. I have nice, nice things. We're able to start a church with my family. I've got this podcast that I'm doing. And I hear people reach out to me almost every week now saying that they're thankful for this podcast. And listen, that means the world to me because that's why I felt called to do this was to help people in their journeys with Christ. And so if I can do that, then I feel like I'm doing what I've called to do. And and again, I'm blessed. I end every prayer, Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing. And so I had to take a step back in my own life and change my perspective. You see, I live a beautiful life in the freest, greatest country to ever exist with a beautiful family. I get to enjoy myself on awesome vacations, cool things with work, cool things through um, starting a ministry. I live a blessed life. It's about changing your perspective. See, that doesn't mean that life is easy. That doesn't mean that I always get things easily. It's about being putting things in perspective. See, I know that we're in a recession right now, and I know that things are getting expensive. I know gas is expensive. Groceries are expensive. Blows my mind how much money we spend now on a, for a, a five-person household. But it's about changing your perspective. We have a heavenly Father that loves us, and we've said it a thousand times. He goes before us, and He stands behind us. Man. Nothing can come against us. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Changing your perspective. Man, I I have a heavenly father that goes before me each and every day. And that's the perspective that I want to live in. We're coming up. We're a month away from having our first year under our belts as faith over fear. And we're going to really um, change our... Uh, we've got a new... Um, theme for the next year. And and it's talking about perspective. It's all circled around perspective. It's about having a kingdom mentality. And we're going to get further into that as um, the second year of Faith Over Fear gets underway in about a month. And I encourage you guys to join the journey with us. But I just want to encourage you guys this week, change your perspective. Have a kingdom mentality. I appreciate you guys tuning in this week. As usual, if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and family. It's about furthering the kingdom. It's not about Tyler Campbell. It's not about me being cool or me being you know any better than anyone else because I'm not. It's just about simply being a tool in the Father's hand. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're on TikTok, Twitter. Um, you can find us on pretty much any social media platform, um, anywhere you listen to podcasts for anyone out there listening or if, when you share it with your friends and family. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen. Again, I want to encourage you guys, share this with your friends and family. It's about furthering the kingdom. Thanks, guys. Love you, and we'll see you next week.